Welcome to the Practical Mystic Show, where we bring you simple tips and techniques from around the globe to help practical people deal with extraordinary experiences. And now, your favorite scientist, shaman, and sacred clown, and also the show's host, Janine Bolin. Hello, and welcome to the Practical Mystic Show. I'm Janine Bolin, and today we have Jason Analek joining us from Littleton, Colorado. Jason does Akashic readings. He does angelic Reiki healing. He provides soul-level understanding, supported by angels, archangels, ascended masters. Jason also does uh, has spiritual gifts that helps people uncover the restrictions that are separating themselves from their own abundance. So welcome to the show, Jason. Thank you so much, Janine. I appreciate you having me. It's a pleasure. And that's all you get of Jason for this moment because we have to, have to introduce Violet Rain. Violet Rain is a woman who has created her own sacred space down in Littleton, Colorado. She's had me down to promote uh, my stuff. She creates this beautiful community called Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, has a place there where healing uh, center is located as well as a teaching center. And what I'm going to do is let Joel tell you more about her business. This episode of The Practical Mystic Show is brought to you by Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. Discover Your Spiritual Gifts offers spiritual education, resources, and services to individuals that are interested in discovering their own spiritual gifts and healing powers, providing an open, respectful, and inclusive space for individuals that are seeking spiritual support and guidance. Owner Violet Rain offers a wide variety of services, such as coaching, Akashic Record Readings, Angelic Reiki, DNA and Merkaba Activations, Mediumship Readings, and Cord Cutting Releases. The schedule is also full of fun workshops, classes, and meetup groups. Discover Your Spiritual Gifts in Littleton, Colorado. Visit discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. So thank you to Violet for your support of Jason, myself, and the rest of the many mystics that are down in the community of Littleton, Colorado. So thank you again for joining us at the Practical Mystic Show today. As I was telling you, I can't wait to have Jason Analek come on and tell us a little bit about himself. But before we do, I wanted to talk a little bit about Jason's journey when it really started to accelerate, and that was in October of 2015. It was a major turning point for him when he experienced a soul awakening as a result of a closed head injury. Nothing like getting a bonk on the head to help change your life. Soon after that, he was led to study the Akasic records, and through the tools of meditation, spiritual readings, and channeling sessions, Jason gathered systems so that he could address the thoughts and the beliefs that were restraining the acceleration of spiritual growth. By becoming a conduit to the Akasic records, along with becoming a certified soul realignment practitioner, Jason combined his intuition with his energy healing, crystal work with matrix energetics, and with that insight, he manifests the highest good, not only for himself and his life, but for those of his clients. So once again, welcome, Jason. It's really good to have you on the show today. That was a fabulous introduction. (laughs) You're welcome. I get so excited when I have guests just because uh, I love the work that you guys do. But for the mystics that are out there that are learning their own spiritual gifts, the purpose of this show is to help them get a few practical tips. But before we launch into the tips that you have for people, I was curious, just tell us a little bit more about your awakening process. And what I'm looking for with you is when you were in this awakening process to your spiritual gifts, how long did they take to mature? And what did they look like as you were moving forward with that? I'd love to hear about that. 
Oh, fabulous. My learning curve was accelerated, as you already had mentioned, with the motor vehicle accident and head injury. And uh, what I first discovered was that when I was working in the Akashic Records, I didn't have any of the symptoms. I didn't have headaches or migraines. I wasn't edgy. I didn't feel like I couldn't think for myself. Uh, I wasn't as confused. Just so many things that come along with that post-concussion syndrome that uh, being in the healing energy of the Akashic Records really alleviated those. I also found as I continued to deliver readings that when I was delivering the readings that I was, uh, had none of the same symptoms. So I, I didn't struggle as much when I was working in the Akashics. So how I managed to bring that forward to myself in my daily life when I just wasn't just doing readings uh, was continuous meditations, looking for different ways to connect with the Akashic records. Not every time you get in there, is it appropriate to, uh, you don't really always have time for a big prayer or you know, if you're in the middle of work or something like that. Uh, just right. having that energy to draw down to me was very beneficial. Okay. So tell us then a little bit about your spiritual gifts as a whole. So the head injury from the car accident didn't kickstart your spiritual gifts. Did you have them before the accident? Well, the truth there is I did have them, but I wasn't as focused as I was after the accident. I brought along a lot of interest from my previous existence before the accident. I had a lot of things that I really wanted to learn about, but the Akashic Records was the one thing that really stood out to me, and that's how things started to unfold. Okay. And can you describe a little bit about what you mean by the Akashic Records? Because not everybody is going to be understanding of that. Oh, sure, sure. The Akashic Records are an ethereal superhighway of energy that records the history of everyone's soul, along with the history of all the planets and stars and everything you see in the universe. That field is available to us here on Earth. We can tap within. We can also go to the Akashic Records, if that's how we prefer. But the beauty of being able to access your own records and your own soul's path is the ability to understand the cycles and things that have happened to you previously. Uh, so if folks wonder if it's romantic to find out you were a prince or a pauper, really it's about looking at the cycles and expediting your evolutionary process here in this third dimensional reality. And what does that look like for some of your clients when you're talking about the type of cycles that a soul can go through? What you have chatted with me about in our quick communication has been that you're able to accelerate people's uh, growth. And so I'm just kind of curious, what does it look like for your clients when you say these cycles? Can you give us some examples? Absolutely. I had a fellow psychic I did a reading for that was dealing with some pretty serious blame issues, and uh, she'd been doing that her entire life. She had always felt a little out of sorts about it. Uh, it was one of those things that's kind of nagging, so it's a cycle that would come up occasionally. And for her, it was around a situation that happened young, when she was young, between her and her brother. Uh, an opportunity arose for me to read for her, and this same cycle came up before this lifetime and another lifetime where her brother had slipped and fallen into a ravine and she never saw him again. A very similar situation had happened in this lifetime, but it was at a swimming pool. So the first time that he fell into the ravine, she froze and wasn't sure what to do next. And she had always blamed herself in that lifetime for his passing 
uh, much earlier than the family would have preferred. In this lifetime, the brother was fine, uh, but it was the same panic that froze her. So once she understood where that initially came from, it was much easier for her to address the cycle and release the blame. It's about going back to the root choice of where the cycle started. And that's what the clients benefit from, or information like that that rounds out your experience and helps you figure out where it started and how it's manifesting now and to work with clearing the records of the emotional baggage in between. And so what are some of the major cycles or themes that you see over and over when you read at psychic fairs or when you have clientele? What is it that you are seeing most common these days? Oh, there's always a lot of uh, uh, folks that reincarnate with their family members. So they could be working through soul contracts, whether that be healing or soulmates. There's also contracts of protection. Uh, sometimes folks are exposed to things a lot earlier on in their lifetime uh, when they're dealing with things like victimization or abuse. Uh, and you can get a, a feel for how those things started. And, and really help them with the common pieces. That's the beauty of the Akashic Records is it brings uh, forth what is going to be the most beneficial for you at the time. So I would say contracts are one of the biggest. Also, direct karma, anything that's uh, running karmically that's already been resolved, that folks are carrying continued episodes of emotional distress or anxiety that are often disproportionate to the situation they're experiencing now but they're able to look back and see where, uh, where they got that imprint. And is that, that can be either through family or maybe a, a coworker or a boss at your job, that sort of thing? Absolutely. We tend to reincarnate with people that we're uh, working through things with. That's one of the reasons families uh, recognize each other a lot. Or you meet people and you know them. Sometimes they're in your life for a lesson. Sometimes you're both there for a lesson, probably more often than not. Uh, but you can run into souls that you've known in any circumstances at really at any time. I'm familiar with the Akasic records, but I, I do remember when I first started chatting with people, there seemed to be so much diversity in the way people access them and how they get their information. So if you have a client that comes to you that says, you know, Jason, I really don't mind paying you to help me get through all my stuff, but how do I go about accessing this on my own, teach me this, uh, what are some of the first steps you would recommend for people to teach themselves how to access their own soul contracts and soul understanding? Oh, that's, that's a really great question. Thank you. The first step that I work with people is when they're going through their clearing work to really pay attention to the energies that are coming up, to the way things feel, to how the shifts in energy happen. Uh, there's a 21-day transmutation of energy that allows for complete clearing through the Akashic Records down into our third-dimensional body. And while those energy shifts are occurring, if you take note and be aware of what the shifts feel like or look like or hear like for yourself, it's much easier to access the Akashic Records because the energy is very similar. For specific cases, if, uh, if they request to have their own access, uh, I take them through a guided meditation, one or two of those, to get them into the energy. And after that, it's about uh, everybody's journey being unique. Uh, their trip to the records is going to look different than someone else's. But getting a jump start by spending time in the energy is really the best start. 
Right. Thank you. One of the things I wanted to bring out in this interview with you is that for the readers or listeners is that Jason actually very much wants people to be self-empowered. It may not come across in some some of his uh, answers, but that is his ultimate goal. But sometimes the trip to becoming self-empowered requires a little bit of a guidance, and Jason teaches classes and that sort of thing to help people get started on that. So the 21-day transmutation of energy, can you tell us a little bit more about what that actually means? See, I'm a physicist and a scientist by training, and so when you start talking about energy, I end up going into equations, and I think of free Gibbs energy and that sort of thing. Right. (laughs) And so... (laughs) Kind of guide me a little bit when we talk about metaphysical concepts, the folks that are scientifically based may struggle a little bit. You say energy and that to me is like saying air. There's a lot of components. So 21 days of transmutation of energy, what is that? When we look for the initial situation, choice, decision, circumstance that created whatever cycle it is that, uh, that the client is working through, they often connect to it right away in their own life. And when they are doing the clearing work, they're asking for assistance from their higher self, their subconscious, their superconscious, also their guides and angels. They ask for assistance in clearing that energy from the Akashic Records. So you maintain all of the lessons But on the other side, you don't have the same emotional baggage. So that's how you internalize and feel uh, the initial contact with the records. And then as for outer benefits, uh, it's more happiness, less stress and anxiety. Uh, And it really is, like you said, about empowering people and helping them understand that process. But the energy takes some time to move through the different levels. And you progressively feel that during the time of the transformation with the energy work that I provide. Right. I enjoyed the session that you worked with me and the worksheet that you gave me for my 21 days of energy work. And that was a lot of fun and at the same time was very helpful. So I would like you to talk a little bit more about angelic Reiki. Can you describe that to me? I am, like I said, scientist and Reiki healing, that form of gift, I do not practice, I do not have a lot of understanding of, so help this noob understand what angelic Reiki is all about. Angelic Reiki is one of that. That's one of the funnest things that I've come across. It was very interesting. I was very interested in Reiki and all forms of it, and I experienced some of that during my healing, so my interest was piqued, but it was never really something I wanted to follow. Angelic Reiki is a little bit different than the traditional forms of Reiki. The traditional forms are focused a lot on chakras and the transference of energy through the practitioner into the client. In Angelic Reiki, it's a little different shift where we're getting assistance from the angelic kingdom of light or through the ascended masters or both. Uh, and it's almost, it's almost as if you move out of the way and the healing comes directly from those beings, from through you and to the seeker or the client. It's very intense healing and the energy shifts are a lot more, you're a lot more connected to them and you can really feel when that's happening. A session takes about maybe a third of the time that a good Reiki session will. And the effects of it make you feel kind of light and uh, just you feel like you're like you kind of got a reboot. And you have an opportunity to make new decisions in that time frame. 
And a lot of people find the power to do that because they're supported by the angels or ascended masters. And really that's, you know, that's ultimately what it's about is helping people with their transformation that they wish and giving them a head start, really. Well, and this is a perfect time of year because we're having this interview during the fall equinox and at changes of phase as a cosmologist, I, I study that a lot. I've noticed that in the metaphysical community during the equinoxes and the solstices, major changes happen with people. This is where situations pop up with family, relatives at work, emotional issues that you thought were taken care of resurface if they haven't been fully. And that's when people start seeking out uh, practitioners like yourself. I liked your understanding and your definition of the traditional Reiki versus angelic. Uh, for my Native American listeners, it would be equivalent to the hollow bone, where you will find medicine men, shamans saying, just make me a hollow bone, and then that's their form of angelic Reiki in the tribal perspective. So just to give a little feedback on that. But take me back a little bit and uh, Help us out with what are some practical tips, like one or two things that, uh, say, say I'm a person, I'm just starting to wake up to my spiritual gifts, I hear these words like Reiki and healing and energy, and it's all very fuzzy. So where, where do I start? What are some of the first steps that I can take to understand who and what I am? That's an excellent question. Uh, everybody's spiritual path is a little bit different. And some people get on the path, uh, you know, in, in similar ways uh, to each other. One of the first steps that you can take as someone who's seeking to understand and expand those gifts is to be around like-minded people, uh, whether it be through Meetup or Facebook. Uh, Meetup's a really great place for people to connect with those who uh, have the same interests as they do. And go to a couple of different meetups or a few and just start getting an idea of, of what works for you and where, where it feels good, what you enjoy. Uh, and it's, it's really about your spiritual awakening being comfortable. It gets intense sometimes, and, and that's part of the growth of really anything. But the spiritual piece after that is really about looking for what sort of medium interests you. Do you love crystals? Do you want to work with clearing work? Do you want to be a Reiki student? Uh, you know, do you want to work in the Akashic Records? And those things start to show up. They have a way of presenting themselves. And it's about following your instincts and your intuition. Okay. I'm frequently asked this a lot uh, in my own work, and that is, yeah, well, how do I know what my intuition is? I mean, we have some folks who are coming online, so to speak, and know that there's a need for growth and expansion, but they don't know how to even trust themselves. Do you have some tools that you can offer uh, folks like that today? Absolutely. And that is a common problem, like you say. Uh, it's a common question for sure. And our intuition is something that, that everybody has and we're in touch with it. Uh, it's that gut feeling literally from that area of the gut. A lot of people ask, how do I know if I am really sensing this or if it's imagination or how do I know if I'm really meditating? Uh, and it's, it's about what that feels like for each person. Uh, it doesn't have to be a huge spiritual experience. The small pieces, the little shifts are just as important as in, and impressive and helpful as the, the larger experiences. So when you work with your intuition, getting validation outside of yourself, possibly it'll you know, kind of looking at your day and seeing how it feels. Uh, 
and then pay attention to what happens. Does it match that? Does it work that way for you? Also, dream journaling, writing when you first get up in the morning can be really, really helpful. And don't worry about whether it makes sense or not. Just write a, you know, a paragraph or a few sentences and see what comes through for you. Uh, you'll find that you're, you're, you're developing your communication with your intuition uh, and bringing it forward. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Jason. Uh, for those of you listening, if you would like a session with Jason, he would love it if you would send him an email. He's willing to answer any questions because he has such a clear connection with the Acacia Records. He'd be happy to help you out. And you can set up an appointment so he can talk with you over the telephone. It makes it much easier for him to be able to work with you in that way. His email address is I am at aka shaman.com. He also has a website called www.akashaman.com. But he definitely loves it. If you have any questions, you're welcome to contact him through that email address. And that's Jason Andalak. I am at aka shaman.com. Jason, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate sharing and uh, hopefully a lot of those tips are helpful to folks and uh, really love what you do, helping people understand what their gifts are and what that development looks like. Uh, It's really, uh, it's a beautiful gift to the world. So thank you for all the work you do. You're welcome. Thank you. And one of the things I have to say is our sponsor, Violet Rain, with Discover Your Spiritual Gifts down in Littleton, Colorado. She hosts both Jason and I as we give classes. And speaking of which, on October 11th, I'll be presenting the Money for Mystics class where we use the Law of Attraction and Abundance, but also a system that uh, kind of fell into my head called the 60-40 principle to go about paying off your debt and increasing your wealth at the same time. And that's at October 11th from 6.30 to 8.30 at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, Littleton, Colorado. You can go to Violet's website and she'll have all of the classes that Jason, Jason, when's your next class? It's coming up soon. Oh, it is. Thanks. I uh, teach uh, Akashic Record classes uh, the second Thursday of each month. And I also uh, have a class called Crystal Consciousness, which is about connecting to our uh, gyms gemstones and minerals, our friends from the earth. Uh, And that's the third Thursday of each month. So I highly recommend Jason as a teacher. He knows what he's talking about. He's very clear in his understandings and any challenges you may have, he'll be glad to help you out. So thank you again for listening to the Practical Mystic Show. I hope some of these tips and some of the comments will help you get started on your own path. Should you have any questions, you can always reach me at thepracticalmysticshow at gmail.com. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. This has been The Practical Mystic Show with Janine Bolin. For show notes, resources, and more, visit the8gates.com. Thanks for listening.